Hello, everybody. Christian Harloff here from The Big Thing, from the Christian Harloff channel, from Sith Council. Guess what we're going to do? The Big Thing Patreon officially launches on September 1st. Now, here's what membership is going to get you. You're going to get exclusive episodes of The Big Thing, Sith Council, the Rewatch series, plus weekly editions of SEN Live, Brett and Kate's Playdate, and much more. So you can sign up now at patreon.com slash schmodown and drop a comment and tell me what perks you want to see as we grow the community. So check out The Big Thing weekdays on Spotify, Apple, anywhere podcasts are found. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. What's up, Friday, peeps? hope everybody's having a good day so far. It's 9 in the morning, hopefully. I've been getting these things out at 9 in the morning, so I'm going to go with that. I hope everybody did, uh, did a good week. Did a good week? I think that's what people should say. Did you do a good week? I think that makes more sense. But I hope you did a good week. And I'm glad that you're joining us here today. And we have a lot of things going on. So if you haven't already done this, do me a favor and subscribe to this channel. We're going to try to get to 70,000 by the end of the year. If we do it, we're going to take this thing on the road. We're going to do a tour. We're going to do big thing shows on the road. We're going to do stand-up on the road. Everything. So we need you guys to join. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you do that. Today is myself, Winston, and Coy. And well, Coy was at at uh, Comic Con, and we'll hear about some of the stuff that he did there. But we also, all three of us, have been talking about the Marvel Phase Five, Phase Six announcements because I think the three of us all had conversations about Phase Four and what the hell is actually going on. I think we have a clearer idea of that now. So we'll be discussing that, but as you saw in the title of this video, it's two Avengers movies were announced in the same year. Now, we're obviously going to discuss if, whether or not we think they're going to both come out in the same year, but besides that, who the hell are the new Avengers? I think the obvious is Anthony Mackie. That's, that's to me, an obvious, but who passed Anthony Mackie is going to be one of the Avengers, and I'm sure Coy has already thought about this a thousand times over while he's sleeping, while he's, well, who knows that guy sleeps? joke that is he's not sleeping probably the reason he's not sleeping because he's trying to figure out who the new avengers are um and winston probably knows too because winston's smarter than both of us so here we go it's the big thing it's our show this is what we do suck it no i'm just kidding (laughs) did that young man just tell me to, 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 to suck it what what kind of show is this I don't know. Listen, I have no idea what I'm doing. Just play the music over again. It's one of those days. It's one of those days. Good start. Welcome back, Coy. Welcome back, Winston. And how are you guys? He did a good week, everybody. He did a good week. He did a good week. It makes sense to say, hey, did you do a good week? Because you don't really have a week. You you do. I I like that it's an active verb. I like to control my destiny. You do the week. I I just love getting a new camera. We all thank you for that. I do, trying, appreci- I do appreciate that. But talking about doing a week, man, I mean, that sounds like a lot of joy mode. I, I don't know if, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm trying to do all that. Like, that's, that's that's I'm getting old. I'm getting older. Good news for you. We'll have more joy mode soon. So, but yes! Not, but not yet. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at a, at a later date. Um, I got dibs on a little bit. So, Koi. I don't know if you did Hall H or not because I'm not. I didn't see a post about it at all. So did you? Did you do Hall I H? Post about everything else, my guy. So <laughs> I I lived in Hall H. I yeah. uh, I actually got to I got to host Hall H for the first time. And um, walking in that room empty looks CGI because the chairs look like a bad '90s render. 
because your brain can't go like 6,500 of the same item. Uh, you're it's the insane. That, and you're the one person that doesn't have to worry about getting anything because at this point, the vid is looking going, oh, we've been with this guy enough. enough. This go, guy, yeah. Yeah, we've like, already, he's a husk. We've you, you weathered watch, him I was, out. I was telling Winston, you watch the news and you catch it. Yeah, I just, I like breathe in outdoor in Hollywood. Got that vid. Got uh, yeah, I uh, I tested negative four days in a row. Tomorrow's day That's five, true. and I think I cleared it, man. I think All I right. cleared it. We'll see. Uh, that we'll said, Hall H this year was really, it was personally emotional because it was my first Hall sure. H. Um, and, you know, I got to look out at 6,500 people and go like, cool. whoa, for lack of a better pun. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, for anyone not aware, I did the Keanu Reeves' comic book, um, a Berserker, which is a book I hold near and dear to my heart. But I'm the nice. first ever host to host a comic book on that stage. There's never That's been a comic in Hall H. Oh, wow. So I got to be the first person to talk about a comic book at Comic-Con's Hall H. Um, which is an honor but That's the marvel cool. panel in there i gotta say man it was probably the most emotional hour i've ever experienced at a comic-con um obviously the wakanda forever trailer is emotional even at home sure. but the guardians trailer and the cast yeah, yeah, uh, whoo, yeah that's like, what effectively, I heard. they're on stage crying from the jump and we're all feeling it and wondering like wait a second what's which happening gets me excited yeah. because that was my as as we've talked about it. somebody today I, I did my ranking for comic book material for this year thus far and mm. number one was peacemaker to me with the boy season three right behind it and i could i could swap those two out uh just as easy but i was talking about the humor in in these movies lately and people are like oh it, it's funny that you don't you say you don't like the humor because you have boys and uh, the boys and peacemaker one and two and i'm like it's not that i don't like the humor it's, it's that i don't like the the imbalance and I think that's what, from what I heard with Guardians, um, that that balance was certainly there in the trailer. The trailer itself is one of the most melancholy trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, the humor is almost like um, that, like bittersweet jab where you're yeah. like, "Ooh, I'm laughing," sure. but like it hurts. Great. Uh, and obviously, we're gonna see some stuff with Rocket. Uh, my theory is that the High Evolutionary, who's the villain, uh, is the one who created Rocket, and basically, this is the Guardian seeking revenge. I'm actually also wondering if when we find out Rocket's origins, Rocket also dies and they're seeking mm -hmm. revenge for Rocket. I also think the Sovereign, which are those gold people, might be the successes of High Evolutionary. So Adam Warlock might be the ultimate success, whereas Rocket was a work in progress. So I think we're going to see a lot of commentary on master races on uh, certain things that are far too topical with certain parts of this country, as well as certain commentaries on what it means to be perfect or what it means. Because you look at the Guardians, they're, uh, you know, a mix mash of all sorts of these losers. Like, the thing about the first movie opening, what better movie than to talk about perfection and what these things are, and then mm -hmm. to kind of, like, suffer with the Guardians as they lose family and team members. I think this movie's going to be really brutal in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, with I was just going to say, as far as as far as what you were talking about with balance, I think if you have something that's kind of a darker tone already, so The Boys or Peacemaker, it's a little easier, I think, sometimes to do that. I think what, what Thor, I still love it to death, but I think part of, even with Spider-Man, you're, when you're talking about an ending, it's a lot easier to get serious because this is like the final chapter of something, so you kind of have to tie up loose ends versus kind of setting a bunch of stuff up. And I think that that's kind of, you should be able to do better with a movie to find that balance. But I think, you know, we know that Batista's not coming back, right? 
So obviously something's gonna have, huh? Saying he's not coming back past this this movie. Yes, this is the, he he is openly announced. This is it. He's like, I'm almost sixty. Like I'm not, I'm yeah. not or fifty. I don't remember how old he said he was, but he's like, definitely I'm way past, huh? He's definitely older than fifty. Right, right. Whatever it is he was talking about, by the time this drops, he's gonna be like, I don't want to be in drag shape anymore, like that. Like I'll keep my physique for movies, but not like superhero physique. And so yeah. knowing that, you know what I'm saying, like. You, you've got to wrap up a bunch of stuff. I, I think you're going to still get the humor you're used to from James Gunn, but you have got to get real, real. And I, I think it's going to really come out. And it's this has been since what, 2012? 14. 14. 14. 14. Yeah. So yeah. we've had, you know, eight years and we're getting the Christmas special in between. I think the Christmas special is going to be more humorous and then the melancholy of three. As, as it should be. And James yeah. Gunn, um, I think that that's when you look at the Suicide Squad and um the peacemaker both of those movies well the movie of the suicide squad and the peacemaker tv show those are some of my favorite things i've seen in the last year and a half or so because i again i thought the balance of those worked really well overall and that's what i'm hoping that james gunn's going to do now with this and from everything like i said i haven't seen the teaser i wasn't gonna i don't know if, if it was leaked but i wasn't gonna watch it if it was um and i think that that's everything that you heard about that teaser is how choked up people were not only on stage, but in the audience and how it just became so much more anticipated. Did you get a chance Coy to also see the Ant-Man stuff? Yeah, I was in there for the Ant-Man stuff. Uh, it was the scope of its bananas, man. Like I think they've kind of kept Ant-Man a little over here because he's, Ant -Man. Yeah. you know, they got Scott Lang. He's fun. He's a, right, right. I wouldn't go as far to say sidekick, but in that direction, uh, sure. as far as when you look at this, this looks enormous this has so much cosmic energy flavor it has so much of that boundless uh scope that you think of more guardians with because yeah. you're going inward it's like inner space versus outer space it looks like a lot mm. of it's in the quantum realm uh i gotta say like seeing kang for the first time gave me chills because yeah because we we had you know the he who he who remains we've met and jonathan majors right. crushed it but that's almost like a, a mercutio puck uh shakespearean right. take he is so steadfast as kang and he's so uh the uh, so i would describe it as he who remains as energy pulsating out kang had this energy pulling you in and it just feels mm. so different and dynamic and evil and literally he's got one line and it's something about like uh paul rudd is saying like don't mess with me i'm an avenger and kang just goes like Oh, an Avenger. Have I killed you yet? And then it cuts. And you're like, ah! Uh, it was just, it was all the badass you want from Kang. It was all the energy you want from an Avengers film. Uh, you get to see all of them kind of working as a team for the first time. I like that they're playing around with some of the mythology. Like Scott Lang is a bit more of a celebrity. Uh, he's known as an Avenger because Scott Lang would lean into that. Like he'd, yeah, he'd make it a yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, they even said him as He's got his own podcast and everything too. Yeah, and he's got a book in the movie. Like yeah. he's like, he's reading yeah. a book to kids. It's it's a really cute trailer at the top to remind you of why you love Ant-Man. But by the end, it gets some more Iron Man scope. So it's a beautiful <laughs> trajectory. Because they're trying, as you said, they're mentioning you. Um, they're mentioning Kang here to show you this is the new. Because from all things that everyone's talking about, this guy's going to make Thanos look like uh, a, a, a kid. You know, yeah, like, and he's the Phase Five villain, and it makes sense to kick off Phase Five with his movie. Like Ant Man, yeah. Quantumania starts this whole phase. You think you think he's just going to be five? You don't think he's going to carry through to six? Oh, he is six. He's definitely six because they because they called it because they call it Kang the, Dynasty. Is, Kang is, Dynasty, right? So I, I, I but think 
Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it becomes a Kang Doom duo. Uh, I, I personally mm. think the Big Bad is Big Bads, and I think Kang and Doom are... Kang is time and Doom is space. Uh, I think Doom becomes the mystical elements that is affecting us in our timeline, and mm-hmm. Kang is messing up all timelines. And actually, I just did a video. Uh, if you guys want a 20-minute dissertation on this, uh, Real Rejects, I'm dropping a video, I think, tomorrow or the next day, where I literally break down movie by movie how I think each installment is going to be affected by Kang, Doom, or both, and how that leads to Battle World and inevitably to Secret Wars. Well, it's so funny. They released this. There's some report that it, it was so funny because I saw somebody actually respond to to it. They said that the Secret Wars is going to be based on the Secret Wars comic book that came out. And then someone said, wait a minute. Secret Wars is going to be based on Secret Wars. Spoilers. But I do. Oh, when I saw that cover, I forgot. I've actually read that Secret Wars because I remember when I I used to go back and look at it where it's when like the first time I think they revealed Doom's face. And I remember Mm. I remember going back and saying, oh, that's what he looks like. And um, and so when all that's going down. I think that you're right that Doom will show up at some point because he's such a big part of the Secret Wars comic book. So he's mm-hmm. got to be part of uh, of of the Avengers or this and and the fact that that Fantastic Four is the I guess the last movie in 2014, 2014 in 2023 or 2004. But then, is it 2020? No, it is 2024. It's, it was 2024. 2024. it's the end of 2024, and then but it but it begins Phase Six. But yes. that's but it's the end of 2024. So and I love that we have the villains kicking off the phases. Like that's not a coincidence. Kang kicks yeah. off phase five. Doom kicks off phase six. That said, I think we meet Doom this November. In in what? In which? Wakanda forever. In, in Wakanda forever. Interesting. So? Um, Look at that trailer, right? You got Namor yeah. as a. Uh, it's it's about it's about territory, right? I mean, it's about mm-hmm. like space. I think the Atlanteans mm-hmm. are going to be trying to invade uh, Wakandan space and like there might be a territory rift. I think who better to introduce as part of like, oh, there's there's metahumans battling over territory than Doom. And it's a geopolitical movie. It's a movie about like what it means to be. I, I think Doom's perfect for this. No, I, I can see that. I just know that a lot of times what sparks the Atlantean, the Atlantean versus Wakandan, like kind of back and forth is because somebody steps on someone's toes. So obviously T'Challa, if you look at X-Men versus Avengers, T'Challa is like, yo, you can't just be out here with the Phoenix Force and Namor's like, I will blow up your whole effing country. <laughs> I don't care. And so I think what's going to end up happening is something along the lines, whether they do a maybe mass T'Challa trying to stop like, you know, something goes down with Atlantis and Namor ends up killing him. And that's where the war between the two countries end up happening. Um, I I don't know. I know we only saw the, the um, mural to Chadwick uh, in the trailer, but I have a feeling that we're going to potentially see him die on screen. We just may not see Chadwick's face. Oh no, they're not going to do that, dude. They're not. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's something. There's something about it that, that I, mean, I, I could be wrong here. I, yeah, I, I honestly, but I I don't. I have a feeling we're gonna get a small something. Maybe this explain how it happened or something. I I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough I one. I mean, the whole movie, that trailer is just it's just t- I mean, brutal. It's you know what's oh, about God, trailer, that, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's the music the, the the combination of the Marley songs, which is so which was so great in general, the use of music, but it also looked like really incredible like photo shoot 
the how, oh, how the visuals are insane. It was gorgeous. Like you could take stuff, and, but not. And that's that's that is the farthest thing from an insult. It is a major compliment. Where I'm talking about, where when you look at the, it was telling these images in the story, and you got everything of what was going down. But even that the water birth and the way that it was shot, and it's like mm-hmm. this dude's playing on another level, Ryan Coogler. You know, he he really is. And and I think that every movie he does, he gets better and better. And I think with him, it's the reason why. It's you look at these movies, whether it's Fruitvale Station and the obvious emotions that go into that film and what he's able to do, what he's able to bring back, bring out. And the reason why he pops so much is because of of what that story meant to him and, and what and, and what he was able to bring bring out of it. Right. And then you look at, at Creed and at first glance, when you say, oh, Creed is a movie when you don't when you don't know who Ryan Coogler is and you hear like, oh, they're doing another Rocky movie. Everybody kind of did the same thing. Like, pfft. Another Rocky movie with now Creed's son. Okay, and then you see it, and the reason why it again works is not only from the strong performances from from Michael B. Jordan and Stallone, obviously, but and and the writing of it is is great. And Coogler helped write it, but it's because of what it meant to him and his dad and growing up watching those movies. And again, he brought that to it. Black Panther again, obvious reasons for the same reason we've heard like Winston talk about what Black Panther meant to him watching watching in the theater. And when when I, I told I, I tell the story like when I, I saw with RB3 and and watching RB3 watch this movie in very different um, uh, very different eyes than obviously me watching it, but understanding and I love the movie. I think it's great, but I don't watch it the same way and have the same kind of emotion that Ryan Coogler does or that Winston does. And that is very important, obviously. And that- we talked about that in our ranking, how, you know, everyone's life experience and, and perception is going to be, and, and that's what was, it was really interesting being in yeah. that room, like in hall H, like there was a, you know, pockets, it was all emotion, like the whole room, 6,500 right. you know, people. Sure. But there were pockets of concentrated emotion emanating back and forth across the stage and the stage itself. I don't know if you guys saw any pictures or video, but like that group hug, that, that moment of connection that felt so uh, for lack of a better cliche, but it felt like family. And yeah. and like, that's such a beautiful thing to see people come together over art like that. And I think it's because of what black Panther means specifically to people. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I mean, I was at uh, a friend's and I think that that's kind of the weird twist about watching that trailer. Um, I was at a friend's goodbye party. He's leaving the state uh, permanently. And so we're there and we're like, I'm at the, I'm at the beer pong table. I'm just like, shit. And someone's like, Oh, the black Panther trailer just dropped. I said, Oh shit. Okay. Hold on. So it's like in the middle of my turn and I'm like, just give me two minutes. And I'm like streaming tears. And then like, just, and I hit a shot and I'm like, trick bitch. Like I just like, (laughs) it was, it was it just what that imagery the the passion even in it and and i think the biggest thing that rings true for that trailer was angela bassett i think we forget oh yeah yeah. how incredible because she she was good in black panther don't get me wrong like she obviously was emanating as a queen but to see that raw emotion of her talking about her country talking about her son like it was just and her husband and her husband too exactly i i cannot wait for this and i won't lie i have been so scared well yeah, i know um, that's see that was the thing that i was talking about yesterday because we were t- we were talking about the lord of the rings show on um on big thing with myself roxy and brett and i and i don't know what you guys feel about it, but i think the last two trailers that lord of the rings has shown has been significantly better than the first couple of things that they showed and and it's and i said and i used black panther as an example i said well black panther everybody was having that conversation winston i can't remember how many times you and i talked about like they're still coming out with this movie. It's coming out in November. We haven't seen anything in this movie at all. And 
Then they did this, and you're like, oh, okay, well, shut up, us, because they obviously have something. That's what Lord of the Rings should have done. They mm. they succumbed to the, the Black Panther did not succumb to the pressure. Lord of the Rings did, and they put out those two subpar CW like trailers, and everyone's going, oh my god, like you're never gonna win over the Tolkien fans for the majority of the Tolkien fans with that um, f- show. So it's it's more so about people who are just watching a kind of casual viewers. But it didn't have me for the first two. It had me in the last two because they had more time to work on it. And I clearly think that's what happened with Black Panther. No, I also think that absolutely. Sorry. I, I was just no, I, I think absolutely. I think that that's kind of they've been they've been holding their cards close to the chest. And I think specifically with this, they've been doing that because if you if you think back over the last couple of years, it's been riddled with controversy, whether it being shut down because of COVID outbreaks. Right. Right. The, the rumors about Letitia Wright and what was going on there, obviously losing Chadwick. You had so much stuff that was throwing a wrench in this film that I think that they were like, we're just going to wait until we're fully ready to start this campaign and not let smart a move. single thing get out. And I think it was very smart. It was smart. I, I think uh, Ryan Coogler also wanted to share it personally. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think that yeah. Comic-Con, it, he said it was five years since they, they announced Black Panther 1 on that same stage. I think the movie being so personal, like we're talking about, the family element, the the connection, I think it was important not to just release that online. I think it was really important to share years? it. I think it was six. Uh, I- but it, it, He said, like, an amount of time since they shared oh. on the stage. I forget yeah. the number. Was, but, was- like, the fact that, like, they debuted it at Hall yes, H. He wanted to debut the second one. So I think it's really important that he got that for his connection to it. Yes, 100%. Um, so, all right, before we move on to, because we're going to talk about the, the announcements of some of those movies, and as we talked about with the Kang Dynasty and Second Adventures in that same year, we're going to talk about all of that, but I also want to let you guys know about NordPass. Um, and I'm not sure if both Winston and Coy know yet, but they should, because NordPass, no joke, everybody. I'm excited to, that we're working with them because if you didn't know already, the, the biggest problem, a lot of times if you jump on like Facebook and you log into every new website, application, eShop, you do it because you think, oh, this is faster and easier just to sign up. And unless you start thinking about what can happen if your Facebook account, if it gets hacked, if that's the case, if, if your Facebook gets hacked, you're in for a lot of problems. They get a free shot at all your accounts that are linked to Facebook. And we're not even talking about leaking your personal information, credit card details, delivery address, all that stuff. There are a lot more serious crimes that could happen, such as identity theft, crimes committed under your name, loans under your name, all that. So NordPass, it's a it's more than just a password manager. It's essentially a cybersecurity tool that makes everyone's life easier and safer. It's a simple, easy to use and very secure password managed, created by the cybersecurity uh, experts who built the NordVPN. The advanced online security and privacy app trusted by more than 14 million users worldwide. You can store all passwords in one place. You can log in faster. You can generate secure passwords, shop and browse faster. You save time. Data breach, they have a data breach scanner. It's password health where you can use password health to check if your passwords are weak, older than 90 days, or used for several accounts. And NordPass is a zero-knowledge password manager. There is so much that is so great about this, and I'm so excited to have them on board and the fact that they are um, sponsoring this episode. You can go to nordpass.com slash big thing, nordcom, excuse me, nordpass.com slash big thing, and use that code big thing. There is a lot. Of, I've, I can't even tell you my people. I know that it's been hacked and, and they, their passwords got stolen, and, and it's, it's, a pain in the, it's a pain in the balls. 
And the other good thing about NordPass, 30-day back, 30-day money back guarantee, which is awesome. Well, make sure that you go and do this. Get yourself some uh, NordPass, nordpass.com slash big thing. We're very excited to have them on board as a sponsor. Okay, let's move on here. And let's get to um, let's get to this. Uh, the announcement comes out now, Coy. When you were going in there, did you ex- like what? What were you? What What did you think they were gonna announce? Because I, I for even though I, my first thing, I was like, well, they're not gonna talk about Disney Plus at all because you got D twenty three, which is Disney, right? But then I said, but then when they showed She Hulk, I was like, well, that makes sense because by the time D twenty three comes, they're already have yeah, yeah. the airing, so it makes sense to give it one more. One more shout there, and they started with it. So what did I was you- counting. I was counting on She-Hulk. I was counting on uh, Quantum Mania. I didn't think it'd be exclusive to us. Uh, I was counting on Wakanda Forever because yeah. of the connection to, to and Chadwick and, and Googler, yeah. and and when it's coming out, I was counting on those three. Um, I was l- leveraging Guardians Three as like a ninety ten. So those are my big pulls. Uh, I did not think they'd have X Men, but I thought that they might reference it. I thought they might say mutants cleverly in a sentence. Uh, I did not think they'd reveal Doom, but I thought they might reference that he was coming at D23. Those are the two things, and Deadpool, uh, that I think are D23. Right, right. I think I think Deadpool, X-Men, and Doom are coming uh, to D23. Um, I was thinking it was going to be largely a, this is where we are. Let's show you some footage. We're not going to announce anything. I did not honestly expect Phase 6. I right. That was, when, when Phase 5 popped up on the screen and they showed it, I was like, okay, recalibrating what I think this is. Because there was rumors that Thor was uh, halfway Phase 4. Remember, right. we even talked about yeah. it. I think what happened was, and this is, I think, the first time Marvel has adjusted to this scale. I think they got so much crap about phase four being disjointed. They're like, let's call the next thing phase five sooner. Like, let's clean the air. Let's let's start like a different, because it's not a bad move to make phase five Kang. It's okay. smart. And and with Fantastic Four, make Doom phase six. Like, I think it's a very smart move. I just think it's the first time that Marvel's might've been like, okay, we had a rough couple of years because of the pandemic and COVID adjusting. Let's, let's have a new phase. And I think it was a really smart move to do that at Comic-Con, not at D23, because it shows strength, not weakness. It shows you've got a plan. It shows you're looking ahead to 2025. It shows like, hey, you guys have been doubting us. We're Marvel. Walk away. Like, it, it just, it, it was so confident. Shows, but it also shows like, hey, we want you talking about us by the end of the weekend. That's right. That's, that's what we, if we're going to close out the weekend, we want you to talk about us. So, um, and Kevin Feige even said that they were in a room, they were talking about all the stuff they're planning out, and they were going to announce that they and they and they probably had inside of that room said, okay, we're going to save that for D twenty three, but we'll announce that and that will hit big. We, we what we can do is even though we're going to announce that at at D twenty three, let's end with these two because then we can at least give them the titles and maybe a little bit more as we go through. But Winston, what did you think going into it that we were going to get? Um, I, I mean, I, I was expecting it at the very least Black Panther. That was the only one other than Guardians that I was like, that's probably what's going to happen. I was thinking we were going to maybe get a little bit more um, uh, kind of tip the hat of stuff. I know we got a, a, a talk about the Thunderbolts. Um, I know mm-hmm. we got to talk about what we're going to do with for future Avengers movies. But I thought maybe there would be some sort of teaser of what a lot of the stuff coming together is going to ultimately be like, are we going to see the young Avengers? Are we going to see the West coast Avengers? Are we going to see the Thunderbolts? As I had mentioned before, like all of those were ringing in my head because I felt as they had kind of said before, fantastic four and X-Men are coming, but it's going to be a minute. And even with uh, Miss Marvel, that little tease at the end of that, I still think 
we're like a ways away from both of those. And as you see with Fantastic Four, we are, you know, you said what, what, uh, 2024, end of 2024 is what they said? Uh, for like Fantastic Four? For Fantastic Four? Yes. That's end of, it's if, November of 2024. If I had to guess, I would say that we might get pieces of the X-Men. We might get random players, but we're not going to get an X-Men movie until 2025 at the earliest. Uh, I agree. Uh, I do think that's going to be a lot of phase six is going to be um, mutant. I think they're, I think we're going to fill out that phase six port at D23 and it's going to be insane. Yeah, the only it also was- wouldn't surprise me if they move some things in phase five and go, by the way, like I think they're going to insert armor wars and like insert a few things into phase five. I think phase five is even bigger. Yeah, I think the only thing with with X Men is that, and I, and I don't know, did you guys see that report that came out about mm-hmm. Fox? Oh, oh, the twenty twenty five characters. Well, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, why, yeah. That's yeah. why you put those characters then. But yes, but the question is, and and so the report for people who didn't know is that that f- when the deal when Disney bought Fox, that Fox still had that Disney couldn't use certain characters inside the X Men or or mention certain characters or something until twenty twenty five, something along those lines. The only problem is with that. Um, now the question is, does that mean? And I don't know because I have to see the contract. Does that mean that you can't show anybody in 2025, or you can't film anything until 2025? Because if you can't film anything in 2025, it ain't coming out until 26 or 27. I mean, maybe they have characters that aren't contracted, right? We see characters that aren't uh, of those issues, and you have things like the Amon Vellani thing, remake her mutants, and you start planting seeds, and then maybe X-Men are post-Secret Wars, or or they're debuting in Secret Wars. I also don't buy it. I also don't buy it, because it's like, if, if you're Disney and you're buying that thing over, and you know, and you're Kevin Feige, you're like, wait, I'm not going to overrain until when? No. You, change you, that spent, you spend entirely too much money. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't either. And also, just from the standpoint that, like, again, the X Men take such a vital role uh, in Secret Wars yeah. to wait to introduce them there, it seems like a very dangerous gamble. And the fact that you actually showed Professor X, even if it's just a cameo in Multiverse of Madness, is another tip where I'm like, I don't know if that's well. True. That's the old one though. That's the one that's allowed, right? If that's the 2025, like he is the X Men. You know what I mean? So that's maybe why they did it. Mm. At the yeah. same time, Namor's a mutant, so we'll see how that goes. Because I wonder if they're going to talk about mutants in, in Wakanda Forever. Because well, for, yeah, Miss Marvel yeah. and right. and, this and 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 all that. So like Wolverine. the other. So the other thing is, um, and we're talking about Taron Egerton, right? He's who's, mm-hmm. he keeps being. Rumin as Wolverine, if that's going to ever happen. Well, our buddy Josh Horowitz spoke to Taron Egerton about Wolverine. Can you tell me if you guys can let me know if you guys can hear this? Wolverine. Yeah. Um, yes. So there's been talk yeah. that you would be perfect. I think you would be amazing uh, in this role. What, is there is there real what what's the reality? Is there so the rea- something the rea- going rea- on? The reality is that I that there's been a lot of like fan casting for it and I took a general meeting with Kevin about four years ago where I said it would be I I, I love the movies I would love to do something and he said you know it would be great if we could find something I walked away and haven't spoken to him since (laughs) Um, I check my emails every five minutes Uh, but there's no, there was never, you know, in fact, if there was a character, there was a character I mentioned in that meeting, but it wasn't that one. Okay. So, so that puts it in some perspective. So there's no truth, no reality yeah. to it. Um, but, you know, 
I'd love to be a part. I'm a fan of those movies, so. Have you talked to Hugh about it? Because whoever takes that role. No, because I'm worried. I saw Hugh yesterday, actually. But I'm worried that if I mention it, that he'll, I don't, you know, that he'll think like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's his role, right? It's his. Until like, Taron stars, yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> no, and of course, there's no truth to it. Right. So if there was truth to it, I would talk to him about it clearly, but there's no truth to it. So there's no conversation. So I've never felt the need to mention it to him. I do want to show you one piece of video because you do have two people that are voting for you that are pretty noteworthy in the Marvel universe that I spoke to very recently. Can we roll this clip? This is the uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, the directors of Avengers. Oh, really? Endgame and Infinity War. Wow. I'm just curious. I'm about to talk to Taron Edgerton. He's being talked yeah. about as potentially the next uh, Wolverine. I mean, I'm sure you guys love Wolverine. What do you think about Taron potentially? Does he, does he fit the bill? Do you have an actor in your mind? I in your love mind? Taron. I think Taron is immensely talented. He's an incredible actor. If you saw his portrayal of Elton John, you know. I mean, this is a, you know, he, he has an incredible range uh, and his charisma on screen is fantastic. Somebody asked us a, a couple of weeks ago in prep for, you know, during early press for Gray Man, you know, if you could pick Chris Evans, for one part, what would it be? And we joked and said Wolverine because we knew it would be controversial. But, you know, Taron is truly uh, uh, an actor who should be playing Wolverine. He truly should be. I mean, uh, uh, so, you know, that was the most meta thing you've ever done playing a clip of a clip. Just know, it was a turducken of Wolverine clips, I just, but I thought there was so much. There was just so much juice in there. And by the way, you guys should uh, check out Josh Harwood's YouTube channel. And he's just Always. obviously well, he just started his YouTube channel about a month or, or ago, two months ago. And his podcast is obviously very popular. Happy, sad, confused. And he started his YouTube channel. He's and he he gets all these interviews and he's starting to put these little clip clips on. So make sure you go over to his channel and go check it out. But he, he's got Taryn talking about solo and other things too. So go over there and tell he's him. He's also that. an angel. Josh is a good dude. Best. He's the best. Um, But anyway, so I thought there was a lot in there and I think that a lot of people could say, well, he's doing the Andrew Garfield or the Liam Neeson of I'm not in this thing. But now I think that he might've had more conversations than maybe he's leading on to, you know, um, but I do think there's something about the way he's talking about like Hugh Jackman and no truth. To, I, I don't know. I think that I think that Kevin Feige listens to this type of stuff. I do think Taron Egerton will wind up showing up as Wolverine. I think uh, a few years back when he was Eddie the Eagle, there was some talk that Hugh Jackman endorsed him. All right. Uh, so I feel like there's some misleads here. The fact that he's like, I won't talk to Hugh about it. And Hugh has been like Taron Egerton. Uh, that makes me. That gives me a little right. Garfield werewolf right. vibes. I got some werewolf uh, senses. He's a good actor too, and he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. A good actor. Also, like well, that's what's great about these press interviews. It's like who's going to be better at misleading us than someone that does it professionally? Taron's right. one of our best. Like he's one of the best. Of this and generation. I think he has fun. He's he he has fun doing it because he's excited. Because obviously, look at the roles that he said he was going out for. There was a couple. There was because he talked about what it, shoot on the clip that Josh put up today about. It was Solo, and then there was another character. Two, he took himself out of the running for Solo, which is interesting. I didn't know that. He, uh. said, and he took himself out of the running for some other, from so some other role. I can't remember what it was, but that's also on the clip. But he's he seems to be really in the hunt for these things. So he's going to nail one right. because that's just it's just process of elimination. It always happens. Like Henry Cavill, by the way, was up for Superman during the Brendan Routh days, 
And also, and, like, I, I'm sure this isn't too inside baseball because it was a few years ago, but I know he knows those guys. Like, yeah. Taryn is at the cons and things. Like, like it, it doesn't feel as removed as that story implied. Right, right. So, when someone asked you, we'll start with the, the kind of the topic of, of what we're what we led with or in the in the title anyway. So they announced the Avengers movies, both movies. The first question I want to ask is by putting two Avengers movies it reminds me of the matrix when they put the matrix out in summer and then, and then winter, and they're doing the same with the Avengers. Now, um, first of all, do you think that the two Avengers movies is actually going to happen in 2025? And the second question is who the hell are the new Avengers? That's a great question. I, I think Provided we don't run into some super hangups. So, you know, you know, knock on wood that we don't end up in another situation like we did in 2020 or anything like that, that all, all, you know, full steam ahead, we will probably still end up with those and they will break that up the way that they feel like they need to, but we've seen them make adjustments. Um, as far as who I think will end up on the team, we've gotten a lot of teases about kind of what's coming in that regard. I know a lot of that is more about secret wars and kind of setting the stage if that's going to really be where we end up. Um, but I genuinely think that uh, She-Hulk, because there's a lot of talk from Hulk about like you're, you know, in the trailer, you're a hero now, like somebody has to 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 do it in that regard. Um, I think you will end up uh, with uh, Black Knight and Hercules. I think you're going to get a lot more of these kind of mythical um, Avengers kind of coming through. And then I also think you may it, – it, it, what I'm curious where they introduce it. I'm surprised that they wouldn't maybe announce a West Coast Avengers specifically, but I think we're going to end up seeing some West Coast Avengers, which means you're going to see, you know, Agent 19, who I guess now is the uh, uh, the broker – but mm -hmm. it's very possible that you could get her to to come back in that regard. You've got War Machine still out there. You've already talked about the Fantastic Four and thing as a part of that. You already have Moon Knight. I think you've already set that up where you can do a West Coast Avengers there too. So those are kind of the 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 key players that I'm looking at. But we've really set the stage here. Again, we've talked about Young Avengers. You've got uh, 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 Eli Bradley. Um, you've got uh, Kate Bishop. Uh, you've got uh, uh, America Chavez, you've uh, potentially Wanda's kids, like you've set up for these young heroes to really take the stage as well. And I think they may be the actual protagonists, but in an antagonistic role, I guess, in Thunderbolts. I think Thunderbolts maybe is yeah, like... Yeah, I want to talk about Thunderbolts because I don't know enough about it. But, Coy, before I get your thoughts on like who you think the new Avengers are going to be. I'm going to read this report. I think it's marca.com. I don't, I don't know the site though, but um, you're talking about Marvel ensures that that Captain Marvel is going to be the leader of the Avengers. Hmm. A few years ago, they already warned, uh, warned from the direction of Marvel studios that Captain Marvel would be the best, pl best place to be the leader <laughs> of the next Avengers. Of course, she would make all sense in the world, even more so after seeing her cameo in the last episode of Ms. Marvel. She's the one with the most power. She was in the war against Thanos. She works well in the multiverse. She travels fast and knows how to track planets at a very high speed. The rest of the Avengers team at the moment know that the new Captain America, um, Falcon, Bucky, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, and Spider-Man could continue in the team. It is not the same case, though, with Hulk, Thor, Hawkeye or Wanda, who for different circumstances could leave the team. Hulk is still hurt from snapping his fingers in Endgame. Thor is still looking for himself. Hawkeye just wants to live in peace with his family. And Wanda, well, we don't know if she's still alive and if she is, uh, doesn't want more fuss. So let's see. If in this way, all these vacant positions could be filled by She-Hulk, Kate Bishop, Valkyrie, 
On the other hand, it means to be seen if the new uh, Black Panther will be in this squad. We'll find out. Um, let's see. It seems that Ms. Marvel would also be in these new Avengers, waiting to see what happens with the franchise bets as the Fantastic Four, Gamora, Kang. So a lot there. So what do you what do you think, Corey? Where 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 do you stand on okay. uh, who the new event? Yeah. Before before you answer, do you have a date on when this person put this out? Um this came out two days ago. The only reason why I ask is because it makes me then wonder. I, I know it's you know, this is a minute detail, but it makes me wonder if this person is paying attention just because in even the She-Hulk trailer that we just saw, Hulk is already healed. He's teaching her how to do the, to do like his, his like thunderclap, all that kind of stuff. So already I'm like, is this person watching? But okay. Uh, but Koi, please go. I, I believe Young Avengers are going to be the antagonists of Thunderbolts. I totally agree with Winston. I also think it's not a coincidence that ends phase five. We've been talking a lot about what kicks off the phases. That's the last thing in phase five. I think the young Avengers get promoted and some of them become full-fledged Avengers for Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. So I think we're going to get a more endgame-sized team for Kang Dynasty and then Secret Wars. So I think I would count on the young Avengers getting some time of their own. I think that's going to be announced in D23. I think at least one of those spots is going to be young Avengers. I think we're going to see them become a team for Thunderbolts. And then I think they're going to be fighting some version of the DODC, which just took place in Miss Marvel. I think what's happening right now is the new version of Hydra is the Department of Damage Control. So a a government entity working against our heroes. I think Kamala's Law is going to come into play. Kamala's Law is this law they passed to basically... When Civil War didn't succeed with the registration of heroes, they then use that same format and register uh, underage heroes, and it's called Kamala's Law. Because Kamala Khan, not as Miss Marvel, gets injured. It's a whole thing. It's like 10 years of comics that set up two years. But basically, Kamala gets hurt. She's in a coma. People don't realize she's Miss Marvel, so it's extra painful because they're basically using her name against her friends, the champions. So I think they're going to combine the champions and the young Avengers into one team in the movies. And I think they're going to combine the dark Avengers and the Thunderbolts into one team, the Thunderbolts. And I think all of that is going to lead to a larger team in Kang dynasty. And I think our older team is going to be cap who we already have. She Hulk, who we already have uh, Dr. Strange, who we already have. But then I think we're going to see some new heroes like ghost rider, um, maybe Blade, because Blade's been an Avenger for quite a while in the comics right okay, now. Well, then I, that's what I was going to ask you, because they, because obviously they announced Blade, um, yeah. and when it was coming out. So I, I didn't know if he'd ever been an Avenger. So that's certainly possible for sure. And and and, and, and it has been for a while. Mahershala and Lee, I, if you can get Mahershala Ali as an Avenger, you you, you do it. You Absolutely. say yes immediately. And yeah. I also think there's going to be a more supernatural element when you bring in Doom. Because a lot of people don't realize Doom is also a master of mysticism. He's as smart as Reed Richards, and he's as powerful as Scarlet Witch. You've got a force of nature. You're going to need the occult. You're going to need – I'm hoping for Brother Voodoo. Uh, You're going to need, like, characters that are are on the darker side of things. Mm -hmm. And I think Phase 6 is going to lean more occult. Uh, So I think Phase 4 is introducing new Avengers, for lack of a better term. Phase 5 is dealing with time travel, Loki, TVA, a lot of those things. Phase six, occult, personally. So when do we see Spider-Man again? Do we see Spider-Man in phase five, or do we see him in phase seven? If I had to guess, because you do need him for Secret Wars as well, and that's Thanks. even, you've, you've already teased that the symbiote is now in within the MCU, because, you know, Tom Hardy vanishes and a piece of it sticks behind. If I remember correctly, there was one untitled film 
coming out in 2024, right? I don't think that that is going to be Spider-Man, um, but I would not be surprised if Spider-Man makes an appearance in that. Film. I think Sony stays over here a little while. I, I think they got, but I think Winston's right though. I think they're going to bring Tom Hardy, uh, Tom Hardy, uh, Tom Holland in. So the question is, see, so No Way Home would be 2021. So it would be four years after the after that movie if you put it out in in phase in in phase six. So I think phase six is certainly possible to to do um, because you're going to get an older Spider Man at that at that time, kind of running around for where they left him at, and then then would lead into him getting back. And because it's going to be weird if he gets involved in Secret Wars and gets involved in the Avengers movies first, and we and but but yet they set him up in this place where nobody knew who the hell he was anymore. And I, I don't know. I think he's going to be solo for a bit, and I think they should have him solo yeah, for too. a bit. We me need too. Spider-Man to be Spider-Man for a while. Is it 2025? Do you think he comes back in 2025? Well, I, th- I think that's we what I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. I think we get at least one, maybe two solo movies if Tom wants to, and then he comes back and no one knows who's he, who he is. And that'd be fun because Spider-Man, traditionally Spider-Man is a masked character that he doesn't share his identity. It took a while for him to reveal himself even to the Avengers. So I say you have Spider-Man be not Peter Parker in Secret Wars. Let Sp- Like obviously he's Peter Parker to us, but like the Avengers don't know who he is. And that ties into Kamala's law. That ties into Young Avengers. That ties into the, the registration. What yeah. if Spider-Man isn't a registered hero and he's young and that kind of works for that? For Winston, hold that thought though too, because I also want to tell people about private internet access. I mentioned them last week and we have them again. We're excited to have private internet access. If you guys didn't know about them, we're going to tell you about them. And they are an incredible, incredible VPN provider. And today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access. It's the most transparent VPN provider on the market. And this is just the software that you need to protect your digital life. You might not be aware of this, but even if you browse in incognito mode, you're not safe online. You think you are. Your internet service provider is still storing your browsing history, and then it can just sell it to advertisers. That's why you have things pop up all the time. You're like, oh, How do they know I like that? Because they have your info. Private internet access encrypts your internet connection and it hides your IP address and it protects you. And all you have to do is connect to one of their thousand servers located in over 80 countries and even a server in each U.S. state so you can avoid sporting event blackouts, for example. So you can go to unrestricted access, geo-blocked content on streaming platforms. It's awesome. Private internet access has a strict no-logs policy and it's 100% open source. It's also available for operating systems. And one subscription can protect up to 10 devices at the same time. This is the best deal though, listen to this. If you wanna start securing your digital life, I have a special deal for everybody. You get an 82% discount on private internet access and that basically makes it $2.11 a month. And you get three extra months added to your subscription for free. And since private internet access comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and 24 seven customer support, it's all risk free for you. So all you have to do is go to private internet slash the big thing and get private internet access today. Private internet the big thing, the links in the description. And one of the things that I've been mentioning to you guys many times over is if you want to help the show out and you've been asking how to help the show out and you can't join Patreon and you can't do all those things. Get yourself a sponsor. Get one of those sponsors that you like. If there's something inside of this uh, that, that we have, something that you like, this is something that's going to protect you. We only take things when they say, hey, what do you guys think about this sponsors are right for your audience? That's when we choose it. And I think the private internet access is perfect for you guys. Links in the description. Um, Winston, you were saying. Oh, you're, you're muted. That's because I muted you. 
No, I didn't. You muted yourself. There, I I did it just because I wanted to make sure I wasn't. Uh, so the one the one thing I was going to say I was that there is a a phase according to deadline. Yes, it was a phase <laughs> five deadline who reported Henry Cavill was going to be at DC. So remember um, deadline. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so the on in February of 2024, there's an untitled film, and so I was trying to figure out what that might be. Mm-hmm. And I think if I had to guess, maybe that's Shang-Chi 2 because we didn't really, we, they've already announced that they're doing a sequel. We don't necessarily see where that all is kind of coming in. So if I had to guess, maybe that's what takes that slot right there or maybe Eternals. But I think since Shang-Chi is a little bit hotter right now, they would probably find a way to work that in before they work. I, in. I would also guarantee Shang-Chi is an Avenger. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, I, think I think so, so too. too. But I think he, I think Shang-Chi 2 shows up. <sighs> 2024 might not be a bad call. And the only reason I also say this is because the director of Shang-Chi is now also doing at Kang least Kang Dynasty. A, yeah, he's doing Kang Dynasty. So give him some space. Yeah. Destin mm-hmm. Daniel Cretton with two two back to back. And he's also attached to like a show, I think, but maybe just producerially. Yeah, he's he's busy. He's busy. But what, what's interesting about all this though is now if there if normally when you and it doesn't happen often, but when you release a, two movies of the same thing in the same year, right? Whether it's Back to the Future, Matrix, whatever, it, traditionally it's always been done by the same director or directors, right? So this doesn't seem to be that case. It, I think that's better for post production, to be honest. There's maybe, gonna be so much CGI. Maybe so, but it means that there's got to be so much collaboration between those two directors in a uh-huh. very short window of time. They've got to be in rooms of pre-production at the same time in order to not contradict one another. And in order to, so that's, that's interesting because the Russo brothers did infinity war and Endgame, you know, right. and, and that was like within a year, but still. I, I, didn't they kind of shoot that though was one giant movie. They just found a natural way to break it. No um, parts of it, parts of it. But I think that oh. it was, I mean, and part- they said they'd never do it again. Right, right. Parts of it, went some, the answer is majority of it, I think, because it, it came out within a year. So it, the answer is it probably had to have been, but there's other things that they were able to pick up and reshoot. I mean, look, Downey's famous line of, of I am Iron Man wasn't mm-hmm. in the script. That was, he, didn't mm-hmm. even want, he didn't even want to do that. He didn't want to say that line. They had to bring him back to reshoot it. So, and they had time to do that. And apparently they shot it on a soundstage like yeah. 10 years to yeah. the day of where he shot the first. I love that. But I, I think the reason uh, Secret Wars is happening with the Russos, and I think that's coming at D23, it's not confirmed, is because they have such a good director doing Kang Dynasty. I think that's a very conscious decision, and I think the Russos are going to be announced, and they're going to get to actually make the one giant movie instead of two giant movies. Yeah, Kevin Feige shot down that Russo Brothers thing quick, though, didn't he? I think it was, I can't remember who asked him on the on the carpet, um, but they asked him about if the Russo Brothers are, were coming back for Avengers, and he's like, no. No, uh, no. He's he's like they. He's like, look, I, I, we love those guys. We want to do more some stuff, more stuff with them. But they're not. They're not coming back for. Uh, and and the Rooster Brothers when asked, like, yeah, we haven't heard from them. They haven't asked us to do any of it. So, I, if I had to guess, I think that that's Feige, maybe not wanting to dip into the well too much in the sense that he's the mastermind behind all of this. You already had the Russos do four films. If they come in again, there, I think there's worry about maybe them having too much say in stuff a little bit i don't know trying to keep it in the direction he's seeing 
I mean, maybe, but they've also proven to be. I mean, they're they're they can kill it absolutely. Billion dollar movies. Yeah, they're they're four for four Four of the best. They're they're four four. of the best MCU movies by far. Yeah, I I think you you think you give up a little bit. I mean, look, if they're giving so much control to both Taika and and uh, Raimi, I think the Russo brothers have earned a little bit more control. Also, how many times have Russo brothers publicly been like, "Hello, I would like to direct Secret Wars," like specifically, like Secret Wars, Secret Wars. By the way. Um, I don't know what the hell people are talking about. I had a lot of fun with the Gray Man. I thought that Dude, was. Dude, f- I had such a good time. I haven't that seen movie, it yet. Man. I haven't seen it. Yet. Oh, it was a fun movie. People were like, "It's oh, a blast." It's so it's bad. It's terrible. This is like that other that what, what's that that's what's the movie? Six Underground. That, yeah. No, no the one that uh, that The Rock and um. Red and, oh, Red Notice. That I did not like, and that people were comparing those two. And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "This oh. feels like the good version of the '90s thrillers that both Red Notice and Six Underground were replicating, but this one succeeded for me." I agree. I, I really enjoy it. That was a lot of fun. But the and then lastly, the speaking of um, we were talking about Spider-Man earlier, John Watts is somebody because and even though we've been talking about Marvel the, the entire time, then this is a, so we I, let me let me make this announcement first to everybody before we get into this topic. Winston, myself and Coy have been talking about like with rewatch every Friday rewatch has been a thing. But what we decided we're going to do is we, what what I will also say, and I was very humble to hear how many people love rewatch and it's not going anywhere, but it's just not going to be weekly. We want to make sure that we're doing it for the for the right movies. And when we put it out there, we like for when when creed ever comes out we'll do the rocky movies for sure you know there's a, like avatar we'll, we're going to do avatar um black panther we will do for sure but we just don't want to make sure that we're doing one every week and then you guys aren't just some old movies you're just not interested in but we wanted to also make sure that these guys were on every week and we've been talking about it for a bit we wanted to do something like the great john schnapp will never be never be replicated he was he was a one one of a kind and and what him and campia did when they created heroes was um was was incredible um but um that type of show is something i think that was missing from here where we have a star we have a sith council where we talk star wars and i think something like we were doing today was kind of like a preview of a show that we're going to do called capes and cows and it's going to be myself, Coy, and Winston, and we're going to do that um, that type of show. And it'll be it's very similar, like the difference between yeah, like it's going to be more similar to like Sith Council, where you'll get what you got today. It's more of a casual conversation about things we want to talk about inside of that realm, and then we'll start taking conversations and and, and questions from you guys. But I just wanted to kind of let you know, and it's it's in it's it's still in development, but we're but we're going to be we'll be we'll be putting out episodes like this in in the interim. Um, but I want to play live. Yeah, no, yeah, there's there's a lot. That's why I keep telling people to try to guess the seventy thousand subscribers, share share it, all that, because we're going to start doing more um, stand up shows, big thing live, all of that live, and uh, Sith Council live, Capes and Cows live, like all that stuff. So people uh, kept asking how they could see me and Ellis do stand up. This is how. This is yes, it. Yes, subscribe. We're gonna, we'll get, uh, well, Cole, you're gonna love this. My plan for East Coast tour is that we start in Boston. Yes. We do like we do like a show. We do like a, a big thing show on like a Thursday night. Follow or or do a stand up show. Follow up with a big thing episode, and then head to like either Philly or uh, the next day. Then do New York, and then maybe end in Connecticut or something. You know, we could do something. We could, or or vice versa. You know, we, we figure we we figure we'll figure it out. But uh, we're going to do like an East Coast tour for sure. Um, it's not in the winter. Let's do it. Oh, sorry. It's actually going to be probably January. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, I love you, Boston. I love you so much. I know. So uh, anyway, before we go, because we got to go in a second here, I wanted to bring up um, John Watts, and this isn't capes and cows type stuff, but this is something he's obviously start uh, the Spider Man and all. He got announced to do this Skeleton Crew show 
and it's the most expensive Star Wars show out there. And I'll tell you why I was already excited because we ran into him at Celebration and he said how this is going to have more of a Stranger Things like and he said he told us when we saw him outside the hotel, he was like, you know, those darker episodes of the Clone Wars. That's kind of what this show is going to be like. And mm. I was like. Great. And I was already excited. I am more excited now because I recently just started watching the old man on FX on Hulu and he directed the first two. If you're not watching on this show, you're not watching this show. You're a moron. No, no. If you're not watching, if you're not watching the show, you're sleeping on a great show. This show is one of the this. It's Quave. You, you, you guys seen this show yet? I've um, heard great things, though, dude. It I is too. such an underrated show. Like people who watch it love it, but not enough people are talking about it. And John Watts directs at least the first two. Okay. Very excited. I love him, dude. His care for Spider-Man and storytelling. Like he, he I love John Watts. He's a good dude. No, he's, um, he, he killed it. Absolutely killed it. So I mean, that's a good endorsement right there. It also, is. like he'll remember you the next five years from that one interaction. The dude has a mind like it's insane. Like we talked about the Mysterio sequence in London four or five years ago, like whenever that was. And I saw him at the premiere for No Way Home. And he's like, "Hey, man, we talked about the Ramita sequence." And I was like, "What, John? Oh, like that great. dude is is incredible. Great. He's great." So, all right, listen, that's the show here today. I appreciate you. Make sure that you head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts found it helps us tremendously. Subscribe to the channel. If you can join Patreon, patreon.com slash schmodown is what you should join because it's going to switch over and it's going to be uh, the big thing, Patreon, at September 1st. But right now, that's what it is. So if you want, and you'll get all of the benefits that we, we do here. So I want to thank you. I want to thank Koi and Winston. We'll see you on the flip side. And if you guys didn't know this, Koi hosted a panel at Hall H with Berserker. So <laughs> read Berserker. I didn't talk about it enough. I haven't, I really, I'm so bad at social media.